Hello, listeners. This is Michael J. Durkin. Welcome to this recording. If you are listening to this recording, chances are is you are a service technician that is pursuing a career in HVAC in a, the great industry of heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. So welcome to this call. Today we're going to be talking about the secret to advancing, the secret to building a career of excellence. Wow, really excited that you're here in a great mood today, excited to talk to you about uh, an amazing, amazing industry uh, that, that you have entered into. As a matter of fact, I would say that if you are an apprentice or you are in school or you are in trade school and you are pursuing a career in HVAC, uh, you well may be a genius. <laughs> you may have stumbled upon uh, a, an incredible way to not only to build a great career, but also to have a very fulfilling life, to be able to provide a great living for your family, and to really um, uh, do some really meaningful work, to really give your life um, some meaning, and to really get the great benefits out of building uh, an excellent career. And I'm going to talk to you about the secret to building a career of excellence. And in this recording, I'm going to give you three ways that you can start to, uh, uh, to get on that path to not only finding meaning, to not only um, uh, making money, but also to have some fun and some satisfaction. First of all, I just want to mention a couple of things about the, what I would consider to be the great benefits of being uh, in the, uh, the heating and air conditioning business. Uh, again, a phenomenal choice. And for those of you who don't know me, um, I've been around, involved in this industry, uh, in the, the uh, heating, uh, HVAC, pump and water treatment industry for over 30 years. And so I have, seen, uh, I have seen people build careers in this business, and I've seen them uh, be very, very successful by choosing uh, this field. And I want to talk to you for just a minute about a couple of the, the reasons that I think your decision to be in this business is so powerful. Uh, number one, um, in, in the heating and air conditioning business, one of the great things about being in the business is, is that you get a chance to be a problem solver. So when you, when, you, when you start a career in HVAC, you literally, uh, using your technical skills, using your ability to uh, assess problems, to figure things out, one of the, the great things about, uh, about being in this industry is, is that it will, it will give you work that keeps you engaged. Now, both men and women are in this business, um, but I know that, that for, for men especially, and I've trained a lot of men in this business, that we love to master something, that we love to get a skill, and we love to be able to assess a problem. There's no greater satisfaction than coming into someone's home or someone's business and having a, a problem that you can literally sink your teeth into. And, and remember that whenever you're solving a problem, you're always mastering a skill. Wow, that's a really great takeaway. You're always, whenever you're solving problems, you are adding to your skills. You are adding to your ability to assess a problem, look at it, and fix it. And one of the things that we love about that is we love to master something and to be very good at it. So number one, you get to really be engaged in work that really engages your mind, your hands, 
um, and, and, and your ability to solve problems. Uh, no greater feeling in the world. Number two, in HVAC, in a career as a technician, there's tremendous variety. So um, you get to be out and about. You don't have to be stuck behind a desk within four walls. One of the things I've talked to technicians uh, for about year for years is that they love the fact that they can hit the road in the morning and they can have variety, they can have change, they can go to different places, see different things, different businesses, different homes, meet different people, interact with all different kinds of personalities. If you've been in this field for any time at all, you know <laughs> that uh, uh, there's a lot of different things that can happen during your day. Uh, and uh, one of the things I like to say to technicians is, is that it's not that you have to do these things, but that you get to do them. Imagine that you've, you've picked a career that has great variety and you get to be, um, uh, uh, to really stimulate uh, your, your, your mind and to not have the same old, same old routine every single day. I'm sure you would agree with me as a service technician. It's always different. There's always a different curve uh, thrown at you and uh, it certainly keeps you engaged uh, and excited. Uh, number three, you get to be the hero. Uh, you know, when you show up in, in, in many uh, homes or businesses, there usually is a problem, a concern. Maybe um, uh, the, the homeowner or the business owner doesn't understand uh, some things about their system. Uh, maybe there's, many times there's a problem. And what a great feeling to walk into a, a, a home or a business and, and the person says to you, I have a problem and I'm unhappy with, you know, uh, <laughs> with the temperature in my home, with this leak, with this problem, with this zone not working, and you get to be the hero. What, what greater satisfaction than to be able to show up, there's a problem, a challenge, and you get to fix it, and your customer, hopefully, now they don't always say this, but hopefully they're really appreciative and they see you as a problem solver. Uh, number four, everyone needs your product. <laughs> uh, Heating and air conditioning affects every single person in the United States. Everyone needs heat and everyone needs cooling. Now, I want you to understand that that really, that's a, a, a genius thing because you're in an industry where um, uh, literally uh, there is an incredible market of, of 400 million people that uh, literally every day are trying to figure out how they can be uh, a, a little cooler, or how they can be a little warmer, or how they can be at that perfect temperature. Human beings don't work really well at the extremes of super high heat or, um, uh, or, or uh, very cold, uh, cold temperatures. We love to be comfortable. Uh, in, in, the, in the United States, your customer wants to be comfortable. You've picked an amazing, amazing industry. Uh, everybody needs your product, and everyone wants to be comfortable. And number five, I think the the real genius of being a, a of picking a career in HVAC is that there really is right now uh, there is a really a, a low supply of uh, skilled technicians. Um, many many of our young people today are choosing to go into the soft professions. They're going into the office professions. They're going into, um, uh, into office situations. I would call those the softer professions. Uh, and and um, uh, I was watching a, uh, a video of, of Jordan Peterson uh, 
talking about Joe Rogan actually asked uh, Jordan Peterson on a, on a podcast slash video, and he said to him, what would you recommend to people about going to college or to a university? And Jordan Peterson immediately, a, a, a university professor of you know, 35 years, he said, you should go into trade school. <laughs> He said, I would recommend that you go to trade school. This is the famous uh, psychologist, Jordan Peterson. You may have seen him on YouTube. He says, don't go to college, go to trade school. That's genius because the fact is, is that if you understand what Warren Buffett talks about, which is when, when there's, there's low supply, there's going to be high demand. So I think you've made a great decision to pick this field of HVAC because over the next 30 years, the supply of technicians is going to be low, but the demand for skilled workers is going to be really high. So let's get into the bulk of what I want to talk about today, and I can, I'll talk more about the benefits of being, uh, having a career in HVAC in another recording. But right now I want to talk to you about the secret to building a career of excellence. And I'm going to give you three ways that you can start to increase your, your skills, that you can start to advance your career. And I'm going to say something to you right now that I think is, 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 uh, is, is really important. Don't miss this. It is, it is just as important to have great people skills as it is to have great technical skills. Now, I never said it that way before, but I'm really glad that I said it. It is just as important to have great people skills as it is to have great technical skills. And one of the things that I've found is that sometimes technicians are extremely proud of the way they can solve problems, the way that they can, they can fix a unit, that they can assess a control problem, and they can, they can, they can fix it. And, and yes, be the hero, be engaged in solving problems. But one of the, I'm going to say something very important to you right now. If you want to build a career, remember, I'm not talking about having a job. I'm not talking about a job. I'm talking about building a career. What is a career? A career is something that gives meaning to your life. It's something that after 10, 20, 30, 40 years, imagine being you know, 60 years old, 65 years old, that you can look back on your career and say, I made a difference. I made a great living. I put three children through college. I paid off our house. I, I'm able to buy a condo in Florida and spend uh, three or four months uh, in, in, in a uh, warmer climate because I built a career. Instead of having a job, I would recommend that you build a career. In order to build a career, you've got to become what I call a 360-degree technician. That means that you've got to become well-rounded. If you want to be, build a career, if you want to have advancement, if you want to move into management, if, if, you, if you want to build a career, have a solid 401K, and after, say, 30 years, 30 to 40 years of, of working consistently and, and, and building your career, if you want to have that, have some success and some meaning, You've got to be a well-rounded service technician. I'm going to give you three ways that you can start to have a career of excellence. 
you know, one of the things that I love about this industry is that, is that the men and women that are in this industry want to be excellent. They want to be at the top of their game. They want to be known as the best technicians in the business that know what they're doing, that are knowledgeable, and also understand how to uh, interact with customers and have those people skills, have those communication skills, because I'm going to tell you something. If you cannot communicate your value to the customer, if you cannot communicate the value of what you do and what your company provides to the customer, you're going to hurt your career. You are not going to advance and build a career of excellence if you don't have a way to bridge. So you may be a fantastic technician. You may be able to solve all kinds of problems and do great work, but if you can't communicate a feeling, literally, if you can't create a feeling to the customer that they believe in you, that they believe in your integrity, that they, um, uh, that they are they're blown away by your level of exceptional service. You see, it's one thing to give exceptional service. It's another thing to actually communicate that you have given exceptional service to the consumer, whether it be the homeowner or whether it be a, a person in business in a, in, a, in a commercial situation. So your ability as a technician to communicate is absolutely critical. And I'm going to give you three ways that you can start to build a, a career of excellence that you can be proud of, that you have meaning. And yes, you can make a, a lot of money. You can be paid a great hourly rate. And, uh, and you can give a lot to your family. Three things. Number one, number one principle in building a career of excellence. Number one, I want you to give more than you get. I want you to be a giver, a person that gets to the job site, that is calling the customer, that is interacting with the customer, that says, I am here to give as much as I can give. I am here to give as much service. I am here to give as much positivity. I am here to provide confidence to the consumer. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm here to literally make the consumer feel comfortable that they have the right person in their home or business to take care of this job, that they've got a person who is here that is going to respect them, is going to respect their home or business, and is, is a person that is going to give, 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 give. Let me tell you a story about giving more than you get. Years ago when I uh, started, uh, transitioned from uh, being uh, actually in the trades, uh, I owned a, uh, a water treatment company for many years, uh, and, uh, and we installed uh, water treatment equipment uh, all throughout the Northeast uh, and had a lot of technicians working with us. And, and um, I decided to make the transition into uh, training and speaking. And I wrote a book, uh, and uh, the, the book started to get some interest and uh, I had a gentleman in Kalamazoo, Michigan, called me up, and he said, I read your book, and we're having a meeting, and we're going to have uh, – we, we want to bring you out to Kalamazoo. We can't really pay you much, but we would like you to speak in front of this group of people, and you can feel free to sell your books and your videos um, and your audios. And I said, great, that sounds awesome. I'm excited to work with your company. I've heard of you. I know that you're great, a uh, great company. And um, I said, how many people will you have there? 
and he said, oh, we're really promoting this event like crazy, and we think we're going to have 200 people that are going to be at this event eager to hear you. And, this was, um, uh, and these people were all related in the area of sales and marketing. And I said, great. So I, I basically you know, paid for myself to go out there hoping that I could sell some materials. Literally, the way I was going to be paid was I was going to be, uh, you know, I, I had the chance to sell my books and, and, my, uh, and my audios. And um, so I flew to Kalamazoo, and the leaders there met me there, and they were so nice and wonderful to me. And they said, you know, um, uh, we're a little disappointed we didn't get the kind of turnout that we wanted and we still wanted you to come out so we we hope we didn't deceive you um but we expect i said how many do you expect to have tomorrow i was training all day on a saturday for them and they said well we're a little short of 200 we're expecting to have 40 people uh in the audience now i got to tell you personally i was bummed out by this i was at a point in my career where i was trying to build a a speaking and training career uh, I had um, uh, 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 I was trying to recover from a, a divorce, and uh, and financially I really needed this thing to to hit, and I was I was pretty bummed out that um, uh, there weren't going to be 200 people in the audience. But I had been taught by my mentors to give more than I got. I was taught to serve, and so what I did that next day was. I pretended that I had my audience of 200 people there. I did not allow it to affect my attitude, even though it wasn't the perfect situation for me. What I did was I trained my guts out for the next six or seven hours. I mean, I was telling stories. I was standing on chairs. I had people laughing. I had a combination of a comedy routine going and, and, uh, and great connection with the audience. Um, there were a little more than 40 people showed up, so that was nice. It was about maybe 50 people. But if you've ever done speaking, you know that there's a big difference in the energy and the way that you approach a crowd between a 50-person crowd and a 200-person crowd. It's, it's, uh, uh, there, there's light years of difference. Anyway, um, I sold as much as I could, and I, and, and I actually did pretty well on my sales. Uh, and, and, uh, but I'll never forget, uh, this gentleman's name was Les Porter, and Les Porter came up to me at the end of the, the meeting, and he said, I want to really, we want to really thank you for what you did today. And he said, we know that you were disappointed with the turnout, and we're sorry about that. We'll make that up to you. But, but I want to tell you that you gave 150% today. You know, even though there was only 50 people in the room, you gave so much value. You trained today like there were 2,000 people in the room. You hit the stage with the energy, with the enthusiasm, and the information and your slides and your presentation was well thought out. He said, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and said, this was one of the most amazing trainings I've ever attended. He said, MJ, I'm going to be recommending you to all of the other leaders in our company. And I've got to tell you, I left Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> uh, with a, with a bunch of uh, stickers and magnets that I bought at the airport that said, uh, you know, <laughs> um, welcome to Kalamazoo. I thought Kalamazoo was such a cool name. I got all kinds of stickers that said Kalamazoo for my, my young boys at the time. And, um, and I left there feeling incredibly satisfied that I had really mastered something and I had really taken a, a bad situation and turned it into a good situation. And let me tell you that literally – 
over the next 20 years, <laughs> well, not quite 20 years, but over, over, the next, over the next 15 years, I did millions of dollars worth of training for the people in that company. When less Les started calling other managers in that company and saying, if you're going to have a meeting, you need to have Michael Durkin come into that meeting. He really understands his profession. He understands how to teach communication, and he gave immense value. I can tell you that by giving more than I got, by serving, by giving literally way more in value than I received in money, I got a, uh, what came back to me was an avalanche was a a waterfall i think a waterfall is a better metaphor a waterfall of abundance over the next 15 years and that company became one of my top accounts number one if you want to build a career of excellence give more than you get when you show up at that house say to yourself how can i serve how can I make a difference? How can I wow these people so that they, um, uh, that, that they, they give me that five-star rating on Google? How can I wow them so they will mention my name in the review and say, I really love that technician. They were personable. They solved the problem. They were respectful. I love dealing with your company because of this particular technician. Give more than you get. Number one, give more than you get. Number two, I'm going to say something very important to you. Do not miss this. People do business with people that they know, that they like, and they trust. Let me say that again. This is a cornerstone of what we teach in our communication training, that people do business. They do repeat business. They give referrals. They talk about to their friends, relatives, neighbors, families, other businesses, they will talk about your company. They will talk about your service. They will talk about you as the technician if they know you, if they like you, and they trust you. Wow. That's why it is so important for you to work on your people skills, to work on learning how to become a great communicator. I'm going to give you a couple of skills right now to, to help you to start to build a career of excellence. I'm going to give you a couple of people skills right now. One of the things that we teach in communication training when you're person to person with someone is I'm going to ask you to look them directly in the eyes. Let me tell you one of the most important things. When you meet a consumer, when you meet that homeowner or you meet that business person at that business, I will tell you that the first thing that they will do is they will make an assessment of your competence. And I can tell you that what they will do is they will, when they meet you, they will look at you and they will make a determination about who you are and about your competence level. Now, every person in a business or a home wants a technician there that's competent. They want a technician that is competent and knows what they are doing. One of the greatest ways that you can do that is to very confidently look your prospect, your customer, to look them in the eyes when you introduce yourself. Now, some people will offer you a hand. If they offer you that hand, I recommend that you shake it with a firm, not, a, um, uh, not an overly strong grip, but a grip that says, I am here, I am confident in my abilities, and I want you to connect with them 
in their eyes because let me tell you, the eyes are the windows to the soul. And people that are literally, that are that the baby boomers or people that are over 40, 50, 60, and 70 years old, it will be very important for them if you have the chance to meet the consumer they will very quickly, it's not a long, it's not like they're going to stare there and, and have a, uh, an eye-gazing contest with you, but they are going to look into your eyes to determine your integrity, your respect, and your competence. One of the things that I teach uh, our, our younger students in our trainings is that that eye contact just for a couple of seconds to confidently and warmly look in someone's eye is an incredible way to get them to know you to like you and to trust you. Remember, if they know you, if they like you and they trust you, and they will know it with a three-second handshake, three to four-second handshake, and the fact that you look them confidently in the eye, this is a tremendous benefit to you in order to build a career of excellence, get better reviews, get your company called back over and over and over again. Also makes your job easier if there's a problem, <laughs> If the consumer likes you, let me tell you, your day is going to go easier. There's going to be less complaints. There's going to be less resistance. Um, you're also, if they know, like, and trust you, you're going to be in a better position to make recommendations. And, of course, if someone knows you and they like you and they trust you, when, you, uh, uh, when you're making recommendations, we have a whole a course on how to actually make the recommendation, but when you, and I'll do that in another audio, but when you make the recommendation, if you've already built that trust by looking them in the eye, wow, that is a very, very powerful way to build rapport, to build connection. Your, your customers want to know. They want to know that you are a competent person. One of the ways that you can do that is look them in the eye. By the way, do you know which eye to look in? I'm going to give you some ninja technology right now, technicians. This is very important. Understand that whenever you are speaking to a customer, that you want to look at their left eye. Neurolinguistic programming tells us that people receive information, and the bonding happens on the left side of their brain. On the, so you always want to look at the left eye because the left eye is the receiving eye. So instead of looking in the eyes and bouncing between the two eyes, I want you to look when you're talking to them, and I don't want you to laser beam them or, you know, <laughs> into their left eye, but I do want you to notice that when you speak to someone, start noticing speaking to your spouse, um, speaking to people in your company, that if you want to communicate and you want them to receive what you're saying, the best way is to look them in the left eye. That's the receiving eye. I literally have had people... Uh, in, our, in our trainings say that my customers started saying to me, you know what, I don't know what it is about you, but I just feel comfortable with you. I like you. Um, whatever you. Whatever you recommend, I want to go ahead and do. And one of the reasons is because of the trust and rapport that is developed with eye contact. Very, very important. So let's review. The secret to building a career of excellence. Number one, give more than you get. Be a giver. Serve more. Give as much as you can. Number two, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Look people in the eyes. The eyes are the windows to the soul. And number three, I want you to become a person of excellence. Yes, when you are committed 
to becoming a person of excellence. When you start looking at going to work in the morning instead of, I have to do this, imagine how much baggage you have to drag around feeling like, you, you, I have to do this in order to get paid on Friday. I have to do these things. I have to endure this traffic. I have to endure uh, the customer being, um, uh, 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 being sh- sharp with me or being mean to me or not even being there. Um, uh, if you're dragging around a feeling of I have to do this, Believe me, no technician wants to start out at 6 o'clock in the morning loading up their truck saying, oh, shoot, I have to go fight through this day. One of the ways that you can literally have a better day, enjoy yourself more, and provide better service is to switch around the, way, the story that you tell about your job. And one of the great ways to do that is to change your vibration and to say, instead of, I have to do this, is that I get to do this because the person who is a person of excellence is the person that has pride in their work. Now, I know you're technicians. I know you love to solve problems. I know you love to fix things. I know that you're good with your hands. And believe me, when a person, when a person, when a service technician masters something, when you increase your skills, when you sit there with a problem that cannot be fixed and you, you kind of magically, after sitting there banging your head you know, uh, against the wall, <laughs> banging the wrench into your head saying, How, I don't understand why this isn't working, and then you pull the solution, it seems almost out of thin air, there is a great feeling that you are literally contributing something, that you, when, when you master something, you feel really good about yourself. I'm going to say something very important to you. I want you to feel really good about doing your work with your company. I want you to feel like you're really making a difference. And should you be paid for that? Yes. Should you collect the check? Yes. Should you, whatever your company has you doing, should you collect the right amount? Should you check the, the, you know, check, the check and make sure it's done properly? All of that, that stuff you have to do to, to you know, make the paperwork and put the details in, that is all a part of the secret to building a career of excellence. Be excellent at everything you do. Be excellent at showing up on time. Be excellent in communicating to the customer what you're finding with their system. Be excellent in putting the booties on and showing the respect that you have for their house or their business. Be a person of excellence. Have pride in your work. I remember uh, my good friend Joe years ago was in law school, and he was really struggling, and he was trying to, to make money. He came from uh, kind of a very, very lower middle-class family, and I remember Joe and I met for coffee one time, and I had to buy the coffee because Joe couldn't afford the coffee. I was a couple years older than Joe, and I remember Joe saying to me, I'm going to tell you one thing, Michael. He said, I'm going to become an attorney, and he said, And I know one thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to become the best attorney that I can be. I am going to be the best advocate for my client. I will tell you that I don't know if I'm going to succeed. I don't know if I'm going to make money. But I'm going to tell you that I am committed to being the best attorney that my clients ever come into contact with. And I can tell you that 30 years later, that my friend Joe built a career of excellence. He is one of the top attorneys in our, uh, uh, in our town of over 100,000 people and has built an incredible practice 
uh, very successful financially, but also the respect that he has in our community. I can tell you, I remember literally when he was, he was 23, 24 years old, and he said, I'll tell you one thing I know. I know that I'm going to be the best. If there's somebody that's doing law and real estate transactions, and that's where I want to go, I'm going to be the best at it. Have pride in your work. But not only have pride in your work, also have pride in your people skills. Remember, if you do great work, but nobody knows about it, <laughs> if you do great technical work, but the customer doesn't have a good feel about you as the technician, then the reviews aren't going to come through with that enthusiasm, that excitement. It's one thing to give a five-star Google review and hit the five stars. It's another thing to write two or three paragraphs about the technician named so-and-so who came to my house who absolutely blew me away with the fact that they gave phenomenal service. The secret to building a career of excellence is to be a person of excellence, is to strive to do things better than any other person, to be the top at your technical skills, and to be at the top of your ability to communicate, connect with people, and to get them to know, like, and trust you. Let's go over the three things again. The secret to building a career of excellence. Number one, give more than you get. Serve. Number two, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Very important. Look people in the eye. Respect their home. Communicate respect, integrity, and um, uh, and, and we have other communication skills I'll teach you at another time. Number th so people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Strive to have the customer know you, like you, and trust you. And number three, become a person of excellence. Master something. Have pride in your work, but also your people skills. Hey, I hope that you uh, have gotten some value uh, out of this recording. I certainly uh, have enjoyed uh, 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 teaching you this, I felt um, it just feels really good to uh, to give you this kind of information. I'm excited for you. You have entered a profession where literally you can build an amazing career. You can build after 30 or 40 years of being consistent and doing being an apprentice and then becoming a journeyman and getting your license. You literally have picked a profession where you will be uh, able to have work. You'll be able to provide for your family. You'll be able to provide for them well. You can build an excellent career that you can be proud of that will give your life meaning. Really smart choice to be a technician in the HVAC uh, industry. Really excited for you. Uh, this is Michael J. Durkin, um, uh, the, the managing partner of the Durkin Group. I hope to meet with you uh, maybe sometime in person uh, or on a webinar or uh, maybe we'll meet uh, like this on another audio. But I'm just going to say to you, um, uh, build a career of excellence, dream big and succeed, and I'll see you on the next audio.